Hello. Welcome to another fine episode of Uva Ball Raw USA. I'm Gary Otto. Here's Dr. Uva Ball. Yo, hi. hi how, how you doing? Yeah, I had a good Easter holiday. Uh, we went to the Black Forest after the, the shoot in New York. I think uh, we deserved a week uh, off with the whole family. And um, now we're in post-production uh, of the film. And um, so far, so good. I did. Yeah, the movie uh, is in the can, huh? Yeah. And I, of course, give the editors the chance to... Uh, work first under themselves getting a, a a rough cut and then an editor's cut together before i uh, interfere so a lot of times on purpose i don't give them really advices because they have a fresh view into the material you yes. know that they were not on set they didn't saw any mistakes and on the shoot or whatever so and i think that uh is a good thing than to have like people kind of neutral judging how the actors were and so on and they, they, they sometimes they see things different as as you see yourself when you're on set and you you lift through the shoe right so so i think it's a it's a, yeah it's it's good and uh, all the actors are very uh, excited about it so yeah, uh, yeah. and i got like so I work with Jive, the PR agency, what they're doing a good job. So we, I will have like 17 or 18 podcasts lined up the next two months with third party podcasts. And of course, we will use it to push also overball raw. You know, that would be great. That would yeah. be great. You know, so if we get more listeners through that as a podcast tomorrow, Friday, I have one at 7.45 p.m. already. And then next week I have one on Friday, one on Sunday. So I we're really moving forward, forward to promote the shit out of the film. And then of course, also overall raw. And uh, at the same time, the documentary about me is in the making. The people were on set in New York. Um, we will also work on a little teaser of uh, first shift soon. And um, there's also a documentary about Postal coming out. Where, oh, uh, is there? Yeah, so uh, post 20 years, 25 years Postal or whatever. And they interviewed me. They interviewed also actors from the film. They will show also clips. So that gives hopefully post will be a, a little push again. And I also emailed uh, uh, Vince Dizzy from Running With Scissors, the postal game company, that uh, he should join forces with me for a Postal 2 film and not like uh, blocking a Postal 2 film. Uh, or not allowing it and uh, or charging me for it. You know, I think Postal the film and Postal the game were very good cross-promotion tools in the last 15 years. So uh, I think it's a win-win situation. And uh, it's highly questionable if the film is bigger or the game is bigger. Yeah. So, you know, the film has a huge cult following around the globe. Even the people that say that they hate you love that movie. Yes. Yeah, I recognize that too. You know, so, and that is why I think we should, uh, you should not like, in, in, in times where budgets are tight, and, you know, like, you cannot just seriously ask me that I pay a license fee to make another postal film. 
I mean, you know, indirectly, I own the property the same way they own it. I own the film, and the film has its own life and its own cult following. And uh, so I think we should work together. So I emailed that yesterday to Vince, and I think he, hopefully he will respond to say, look, go ahead. Because I'm, I have a lot of ideas for Postal 2. I've wrote a lot of ideas down over the years, and I hope yeah. to, uh, at one point, uh, put them all in a paper, right, in a real script. And and move it forward the uh, the production. And, yeah, we've uh, been talking about Postal Two for at least ten years now. Yes, it's crazy, right? And it's like, and it got worse and worse with comedies. So you know, like comedies are more needed as uh, uh, as ever before. And uh, I think a postal comedy also now would have a better chance of succeeding as it was 15 years ago, because people don't get stuff like this anymore. And everybody's so political correct that they're all scared to do something like this. Well, 15 years ago, the political climate was not as crazy as it is right now. So now that it's actually pretty insane, I think that people might see that a postal film is really needed to show the absurdity to showcase the uh ridiculousness of the world and what's going on right now yes that is what i mean it's like we, we in a way we shuffled our our grave we dicked our grave you know that everybody is now so worried about political incons like consequences for a joke for whatever you say and um that is uh that has to get broken up, that has to be broken apart, you know, it, we need, uh, we definitely need uh, a different kind of like more uh, open and uh, anarchistic black humor uh, back into the game. Yes. You know, we just need that back into the game. It's very important. It's, it's like we cannot con like continue the way we continue now with uh, uh, comedies that try to be so vogue and so whatever, making it right for everybody, that they are not funny. I, I mean, the definition of comedy is it has to hurt. Yeah. You know, like some people need to be offended. Some people need to be hurt. And, and that is the thing. And I think that uh, um, a lot of times also it's white Karens, you know, who try to protect minorities but the minorities, they can speak for themselves. Yeah. You know, the black people can speak for themselves if they think something is funny or not. And uh, uh, Asians and gay or whatever, let them speak for themselves if something is, is over the top and funny. But don't try to be the Twitter police uh, for them. Yeah. And I think that is, it's, it's ridiculous how far this cancel culture and this kind of stuff uh, went. And uh, it, it's really time to reverse this now, you know. So. Well, I think that we should satire cancel culture in Postal 2. Totally. Of course. You know, and, and, uh, and I think that, that it's, it's very important to, uh, to go back to real comedy and uh, because it's part of the freedom of speech. And you there's know, still a market there. Look at Dave Chappelle. He's doing really well. Yes. And uh, yeah, in general, there are only some stand-up comedians left who get away with stuff. But as soon you coming with a with a feature film, 
or feature TV series, you are like they threaten to to cancel you right away, or they or they say you need to cut this, you need to cut that, and then it's not funny. Because so, all they're thinking about is money. That's the problem. Yeah, they're thinking about the, the the biggest demographic that can see it to make it accessible to all different creeds and blah blah blah. Yeah, but, but then it's only funny for ten years old. That, yeah, exactly. It's funny for nobody. It just ruins it. Yeah, yeah. I saw a good uh, uh, show uh, on Netflix, Beef. Oh, about the road. It's it's like mostly Asians in it, but it's an American show, and uh, it's basically a guy like a carpenter kind of contractor uh, gets in a road rage with. Uh, like a more sophisticated Mercedes driving as a woman. And so they find each other and then the whole situation uh, totally escalates with revenge and everything breaks apart. Both of their lives based on that road rage thing get getting completely unhinged. And it's funny. It's like so like crazy that you laugh your ass off at the same time is sometimes brutal it is like dark and uh, sinister but it's it's really work working and so they have a beef with each other and i'm on the last episode now so and i i, I really recommend that it's in the top 10 from from netflix right now it's on netflix okay yeah, yeah so that was a good show i mean that is a show i really enjoyed because it was a completely uh crazy you know so and uh refreshing crazy and that is uh, i like that good like, i'll have to check it out yeah did you saw the, the the headline yesterday what i twittered also like oh video games is the new comic books for the movie industry like so they're writing now that it's the best idea ever to make film out of video games that it's the because of super mario's success yeah Right, and then I tweeted it that uh, I did that twenty years ago. I mean, <laughs> I said that twenty years ago, and did the films, and now they acting like there were no super, uh, no video game based films before. But of course, we all know that there there was uh, from Wing Commander and uh, all all Super Mario was filmed before. And I mean, we had it all, Prince of Persia, whatever, Far Cry, Blood Rain, Dungeon Siege, a lot of my films were six, seven different video game things, Postal. Um, and You have uh, like, you have more than anybody else, I yeah, think. Alone in the Dark, House of the Dead. So, uh, man, maybe my phone is ringing one time, <laughs> you know, and they say, uh, over. Do the House of the Dead TV series or whatever, you know. So let's see what happens. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Would be would be at least funny. But uh, uh, oh, nice to to uh, uh, you know. We so, can delve deeper into the Kyrian plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, now, yeah, and then uh, I have various things now in development where uh, so we have a. We will revise twelve hours. Oh, so really? Again? Script. Yeah, in two in two weeks, this new script. The film's name will be not twelve hours anymore because we changed the story and, and, and other stuff. Uh, but it's still there, and I still want to cast it. Then I have a great script 
from Jay Love, who who wrote for me uh, Werewolf's Walk, uh, that TV show, what I want to do, the eight episodes, serial murder, pedophile ring, cop thriller uh, TV show. Okay. So they were working also on uh, casting. And uh, the same writer wrote uh, Salem Watts. It's a film about, a, um, it could be a Wesley Snipes comeback film, actually. So it's, it's a guy who takes... Um, the managing position on a social housing unit after his brother died and his brother was the manager of the social housing unit. And then you have the mob moving in next door and dealing drugs from there and uh, hurting a young kid. Hmm. And so, and then he goes on full on John Wick. That would be great. Wesley Snipes is a good actor, I think. Yes. And I want to come, I want to see him back. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I think he, he aged good. He's still fit. And uh, I think he can carry a film. And people want to, I think, should give him a chance. And he is actually, and that is the thing, you know, he, because of Blade and everything, got only marked like, like a Joe Claude Van Damme at one point. Yeah. You know, but... When you see like white man can jump and whatever, he was he started as an actor actor. Yeah, like New Jack City. Yes, and it was Woody Harrelson and the things. He's a good good actor, and I wanna I I think I can bring him back, and I think that would be great if he listens to this and contacts me whatever before we go to the agent, and I I think um, he that the people wanna watch a guy like this coming back. You know, so it's like the Rocky Balboa story in a way. Uh, well, there's, there's action, plenty. You cannot only have Gerald Butler and Liam Neeson being action heroes. Well, look at look at Robert Downey Jr. Nobody thought that he would be a huge star, and then boom, he was already a star. But nobody thought to choose Robert Downey Jr. Wesley Snipes could have another wind in him. He could have another explosive star power you know it's totally there it's totally possible yeah you know and uh yeah you know and uh so wait one second yeah and uh so i think that is another project i want to move forward uh um, and i want to move basically all that project forward parallel and with elliot ness um it's more complicated, right? It's it's very expensive. The fifty yeah. in Cleveland, uh, but now where Kevin Costner gets out of um, uh, Yellowstone, yes, he, you know maybe we can reapply to him and uh, maybe he, he gives it a shot and reads it. And I think that movie basically would get done and financing if Kevin Costner would say, "I'm doing that." Yes, that would actually be really cool, I think, if Kevin Costner reprised his role from The Untouchables. Yeah, you know, and uh, because it's it's logic that he should do that. It's, it's just like, uh, it's, it's tough for a different actor to be believable, especially if the time 
uh, zone that the time frame is right, right? So it's like, it's the last case, the Butcher of Kingsbury Run, our film, is the last case Elliot Ness did. After it, he basically quit the service and died. So, so that is the reason Kevin Costner would be perfect. If, if we would have an older Elliot Nessing, a case before the Al Capone case, then you need to look out for a younger actor. Yeah. But, but it, it works well. And Kevin Costner aged well. He doesn't look like 65, 70. He looks like 65, 55, 60. What is then the same age uh, what, what Elliot Ness has? And it actually happened, right? So I will try it again. I think right now he's still busy with, uh, with the last season of Yellowstone. They're wrapping it up right now and whatever. And I'm sure he has maybe one or two projects already lined up. But 2024, he could be then available for stuff like this. Yeah. You know. And everybody needs to know that filmmaking takes a long time. Pre-production takes a long time, so it's not that out of the question for it to be 2024. Yes, it's that's the thing. It's like you need, uh, you know, you, you need to uh, be patient. Yes. So, but yeah, what should we say, right? It's nothing, it, nothing is easy and moving it forward. So you got a new car. I got a new car. Yes, it's true. My old car was like, you know those guys who have those cars that go, vroom, vroom, vroom. Yeah. My car was like that all the time. It was very loud. You were going deaf. And I don't know. It felt like it was going to, it was going. Pop, 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 pop. So I thought now's the time to trade that fucker in. And they gave me 300 bucks for the old car. But I got a 2019 Kia Forte. Yes. No, better Beautiful as, car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, now yeah. So, you know, In, it's like, for me, it, it is kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm now like, wake, wake up with the film in New York, right? So that I, that I think, okay, now it's really time to uh, move forward. Yeah. You know, so. And... Well, I think that this was just you getting your, you know, like when you go to the pool and you put your toes in the pool and see how cold or how warm it is. This was you just warming up, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And. Did uh... you see in the news the stuff about the Bud Light? <laughs> no, what was this? I, I, I said it. What was well, okay. This? So there's a transgender socialite like guy on YouTube and I guess Bud Light sent him his own can of beer with his face on it with the transgender guy's face on it and or girl whatever you want to call it and her him whatever (laughs) and a lot of people like got really pissed off Kid Rock uh, took an AK-47 and shot up a bunch of Budweiser People across the country are destroying their Budweiser with guns. <laughs> oh, God. They, they're all offended that, I mean, who cares, really? It's just some, let the guy have his day, you know? Like, it's just some, some random person on a, on a Bud Light can. It's not even being sold in the store, but 
I don't know. I guess that it just offends their core. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what's yeah. It? yeah. I mean, coming to to world politics, like I'm, uh, I'm with Macron on his he Macron, the French president. He gets like totally criticized from everybody, including from the Germans here and uh, from U.S. because he traveled to China and. When he came back, he said, basically, we cannot mix in every everybody's policies that we are the world police. Like China and Taiwan have to figure it out themselves. So, yeah. And that was, of course, then everybody, you want to give Taiwan up. They're getting, like, taken over by China. Okay, in opposed to what? The Third World War? <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, what do you want to do? You want to have a war with China, with 1.4 billion uh, people in China, where yeah. half of our economy are completely tied up to China? And I mean, it's it's. I I agree with with uh, with Macron. If we have the NATO and Europe and North America staying strong together as a defense like a uh, block with all the nuclear bombs we have and all the soldiers we have that is enough to uh you know to to protect us but we cannot protect everybody else additional only because we cannot stand it that other countries have their beef with whatever you know China claims Taiwan is part of China, you know, and uh, of course it would be ridiculous if China takes Taiwan. Taiwan is a high-end country, China is a high-end country, better is they just work together, and so Taiwan is also doing all the computer chips basically for the whole world, let them keep producing it, let everybody make money, let everybody live. Of yeah, course. I think that's the big thing is that in Taiwan they produce so much computer stuff computer chips like you say that it's it's a hotbed somebody wants to control that i can see why china would want a piece of that yes uh yeah i know but look china needs to know also taiwan will not accept slavery yeah right they're all like high-paid people they're paying rent a month there it's like a high-end country and not like the deepest african state so yeah. it's like, and that is the thing. So what do you want to do? You take it over and then you, with the whip, get everybody every day to work. I mean, what is the long-term idea about that bullshit? Yeah, I think the cultures will clash. I agree with that. Yeah, you know, it doesn't work. So it's the same like when Russia would take all of Ukraine, it wouldn't work also. You cannot enslave 40 million Ukrainians. They will break free. They make your life hell. Then you have a total dictatorship and you incarcerate everybody. And in the end, you fall apart. You know, I mean, if they would have politics, like if the politicians look a little more into history, then they would see that that never worked. That works five years or maybe 10 years and then it's all over. Yeah. 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 You know, and uh, I think that is, it's this uh, so like short minded 
we have enough problems as the planet Earth to survive and to uh, help people not to die and running out of water, running out of food. So we should work together and should put this egomaniac dictatorship bullshit to rest. So, yeah. But at the same time, we cannot always like answer also with military force if something happens like the, the you know us basically says if the chinese attack taiwan they will fight they will actually go in a war with china for taiwan and oh macron said that that is crazy that is crazy that is totally crazy you know it's it's completely absurd and it's like unacceptable that drags us into the next disaster. It's already enough that in Ukraine nothing moves and everybody's now on a standstill and they just keep bombarding each other and uh, the, the country is destroyed and everything goes to shit and nobody makes money and all the women from Ukraine run away with the kids and they're all now in Western Europe and the husband's laying in the ditch and having nothing to eat. I mean, what the fuck is that? You know, I mean, uh, and, and we say Blinken said together with Zelensky from Ukraine that he's not, there's no negotiation with Russia before the, the Krim is even Ukrainian, before all the territories are back in Ukrainian's hand. I mean, what, what that's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to, to say something like this. I mean, for Blinken, it's easy. There are no American soldiers fighting, right? But what is then the perspective? What what is the future for the Ukrainians? You know, yeah. you you miss your family. They're living somewhere else. If this drags on for longer as three, four, five years, you don't have a family anymore. They're getting remarried to other people in other countries. Your kid forgot you. So you want to do this because you want to give up some shit territories? I mean, there are so many possibilities to end that, that to end that war. You know, to give a security guarantee to Ukraine, and if 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 uh, Russia could keep some territories, and and of course the Krim because it's the only harbor there. So if it, if they can keep it, and you make a deal with Putin, and there's no more fighting, yeah. So okay, then Ukraine lost some territories, but all the cities are bombed no matter what. So then you say, okay, but now Putin, if you sign that, you sign also that you are aware. If you break that peace, we bomb the shit out of you. You have a war with NATO. So then you have to put the security guarantee up. But Putin will not break that peace. Then. He, yeah. will, he will follow the contract if he knows. Otherwise, it's World War Three. He's not a total idiot. You know? And that is why they cannot sit down and try to get that, like deal done instead they want to burn another 400 billion in the end of the next five six years and killing another half a million people to have sent exactly that result what i'm just saying why don't why we cannot skip the bullshit in between and the killing so and that is the same with taiwan i mean when the chinese getting it that the price they pay to invade taiwan will cost them everything just with economically uh, 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 like reconciliation, right? So, I mean, I'm not pro helping Taiwan in any form military, military but I'm, I would say to them, I say, if they like 
actually take Taiwan, Europe, and North America stopping the trade with China. And that would be, of course, for the world economy, the absolute collapse. But yeah, but it, it builds also enormous pressure to everybody. Well, I mean, if we stopped accepting goods from China, I think that I think the, the cost of goods would go way up. Uh, I think that it would be a disaster. <laughs> no, it, it, no, it would be true, but it would be also for China a disaster because you yeah. see, I mean, China just developed a middle class. You know, like forty years ago, in China was not one car. Yeah, uh, China was... has been developing taste for beef, taste for cheese, taste for all this Western stuff now. Yes, you know, and then when you say okay, and they would lose like. 50 million, uh, 100 million working positions they would lose if Apple and everybody who manufactures a Walmart, whatever, say, no, it, now it's over. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, we would be then hit with higher prices because then if you have to manufacture everything in Europe and in, in North America, everything gets more expensive. That is 100% true. Mm-hmm. But I think that the China will ultimately have a shrinking economy then. And they're not stupid. Remember the, the COVID stuff in China? Yeah. The total lockdown, the zero COVID policy. And then the people protested. Yes. And then they lifted overnight, after two weeks of protests, all COVID measures, everything. You know, and before, for two and a half years, they shut down every fucking city because one guy had COVID. And, and, uh, so, and then they dropped it all because I think China, at one point, even if they're a dictatorship, but they, but they listen to the ground swelling in the population. And hmm. if they think, if we do this and we have a full-on re- uh, re- like a revolution and we're getting chopped into pieces, uh, if 150 million Chinese don't make any money, more money because there is no more trade, uh, then they will regret that they ever shot a bullet to Taiwan. And I think the Chinese people are not stupid. I think the Chinese government is actually very clever. And they know that. You know, and I, I don't think they would risk this. I think they would, they would pussy out and leave Taiwan alone. Well, they've left them alone so far. Yeah, I know. You know, but I didn't saw from Biden or anybody that we stopped trade with China. They said only we start a war and defending Taiwan. That they said, but they never said like we're stopping the trade because the trade, <laughs> yeah, because the trade would be even worse, right? So, but but it looks for me like they think the trade would be the end of the civilization, and uh, then then they, but you cannot send American troops. You cannot have American soldiers dying because China invades Taiwan. That is ridiculous. Yeah, you know? I don't know. That sounds like a really crazy situation. I don't even know what would happen. True. No, yeah, I mean that problem's never getting like so like fastly solved. I'm almost happy that I'm not reading the news every single day now, fifteen hundred times, <laughs> like last year, because uh, it it makes me feeling more positive. Yeah, well, you know, when we have news as stupid as the Bud Light uh, destruction here in the U.S. You're really not missing that much. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else was in the news recently. Yeah. 
Um, I, I have a few news here. I will send it also. You can send out. So my Barshall Murder in Geneva, my first semester in my German friend movie, are now worldwide on Amazon, Google, and iTunes. Oh. Uh, yeah, and I will send you all the links to post and to, uh, I hope people will, will check them out. Does, uh, the, does the first semester have English subtitles? Yeah, they, I, I think they have all English subtitles. Great. That's excellent. Yeah. So, so many people have asked me for those. Yeah, you know, I think Edward, so we're working on, you know, getting, uh, um, getting my library out there. And I think it's important uh, to, to have this. And uh, I don't know if you have to give an, I, I, maybe they have to give the German title in here on, on the list. Uh, is German fright movies clear? And then that's das erste semester, not the first semester, like das erste semester. Yeah. Barschel, Mord in Genf, Barschel, Mord in Geneva. D A S E R S T E semester. Yes. So, uh, yeah. and then uh, in, I can ask them. A Barschel, yeah. I will ask if they all have subtitles. Uh, und the English and the English title. Because I know that German Fried Movie did not. The DVD ball box set did not have English subtitles on it. And there has been requests for it. I've had fans translate it themselves. Uh, yeah, I will ask. A yeah. lot of dedicated fans out there. Good that German Fried Movie had a... Uh, English title from the beginning on, you know, so yeah, it's the first semester. So let's see. So it should have English subtitles. Yeah, I will ask. I ask, so I will post that later. And uh, I don't and know it, what else. So maybe we're done see. for today. Maybe and... we're done. Let me see. Let me think. Um, the news. Da, 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 da. Trump, that is the endless story continues. We discussed that already. I think it's a lame, a lame case against him. Oh, Trump! Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, you know. You think that it's a well? You know, they're they're going for whatever they can get, and the the one right now is a lame case. Then they're going to go for the rape case, and we'll see where that takes them. You know. Yeah, I mean. I think they they make him stronger this way, and uh, it doesn't is a good. It's not a good idea. But the even if I think that okay, if they elect Trump and not DeSantis, Trump is gonna fucking lose. Like people still hate Trump, and people can still see through his bullshit. Yeah, he has a very loud uh, base, but it's not what it once was. And I think that DeSantis is the Republicans' future. And if they were smart and they wanted to win this election, they would fucking elect DeSantis when he hopefully uh, comes up running. Because Trump is just filled with baggage. He's, he's endless baggage, endless lies. You don't know what to expect from him. I don't trust him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he's all about revenge. Like, he's not about actually putting any of the policies forward he's just about getting revenge from the people that he feels smited him 
maybe it's time that we just move the fuck on from his like crybaby bullshit and we started trying to work on policies to make our lives better god forbid you know like <laughs> that's why that's the only reason why I, I like DeSantis more than Trump is the fact that DeSantis is thinking about policies not about the circus bullshit freak show yeah yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think DeSantis wakes, uh, is waiting also for Trump to get deeper, deeper into the shit, and then he will attack and then fall, say, I will run for president. And you and know it, that if DeSantis becomes president, he's going to pardon Trump anyway. Yeah, it's maybe the deal they do then together, you know? So uh, that, that could be. They need to get more organized because right now, Trump is the farthest thing from fucking organized. He's a loose cannon. He's ready to explode. I think that people need to, you know, keep their distance a little bit. Let him go through his shit. And then once it's all over, then come back and say, this guy's fit to be president. Because I don't think he will be. I think he's falling apart. You saw the pictures of him at the UFC event. He went with Kid Rock and he went with somebody else. And he looks super old and really just, like, tired, you know? Yeah, he is almost 80. Yeah. You know? So, and I mean, it's it's a joke that they don't come with a different candidate. But I think now where Biden said he wants to go again, uh, that is a big problem. Well, I don't know. You know what will happen, I bet? If the student loan thing goes through Biden will have he'll go into this thing really positive the student loan thing hasn't gone through but if it does you know people are going to be like yay Biden saved me ten thousand dollars you know that so we'll see yeah so unfortunately there are no subtitles on it oh fuck yeah well if you want to add some I know some people that have printed out subtitles for at least German fried movie. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, ask our viewers if they would be interested uh, to do this. If there are some technicians there, whatever, right? We can send them the masters that put the subtitles in if we find somebody. Yeah. They're getting part of the revenues and more is open. Uh, to discuss this and do yeah. this. I know someone who has it actually translated into English. Matt Bradley Sergi, the guy who did the Uva Ball book. Yes. That is maybe yeah. good. Yeah. So we He's should. a big fan. Big fan. Good yeah. guy. Good friend. Go, go in contact with him and then maybe we figure something out because it's kind of pointless. We will have only a... Um, Money is then coming uh, uh, in from, from Germany. German, right? So and yeah. that is not the way I wanted it handled. Uh, so yeah, let me talk to Matt, and we will take it forward. You know. Yeah. Okay. Good. Then uh, yeah, have have all the best. So we talk next week. We see how it all develops, and I, I keep you posted about yes. uh, uh, everything what's going on uh, right away. Okay. Yes, have a wonderful week. Everybody, please follow us on Twitter, and we will see you next time. Very good. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye.